Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest tonight's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Bono. My heroes are the ones who survived doing it wrong, who made mistakes, but recovered from them. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 82. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful spring day here in my hometown of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, after a National Lampoon-esque effort putting in the pontoon at my family's cabin. The Twin Cities music scene lost another legend this week, guitar extraordinaire Lonnie Knight. Previous podcast guest Brian Naughton suggested that I contact Lonnie to be on the show. Lonnie and I exchanged emails working out a time, but somehow I never had the opportunity to meet him or cut a podcast with him. I feel awful for not being more on the ball getting him on the show, but it's been interesting learning about his life and amazing career through the hundreds of heartfelt Facebook comments on his page since his passing. My condolences to his family and friends. A trivia question about episodes 82, 83, and 84 will be posted on my Facebook page on Tuesday, May 30th, 2017. Answer correctly to be entered into a drawing to win a signed guitar that guest this week, Tim Mahoney, plays live on the podcast. Tim also donated three signed CDs, including the very rare Cities 97 sampler that contains his popular track, Talk to Me. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great to chat with longtime show regulars Holly and Tom of the YMCA First Wednesday of the Month crew. Also enjoyed the controversy among the bar staff on which beers get served in the warm glasses and which ones get served in the cold. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota. Was almost warm enough to kick off our patio season there, but hopefully we'll be out there in a couple weeks. Side note, getting onto 42 from 35E in Burnsville due to road construction is, to quote Mick Jagger, a bitch. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Great to take requests and BS with longtime fan, friend, and podcast listener Scott. I played one of the new original songs I've been working on, and Scott thought it was a little above average. 
Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rambled on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar. Glad to see that our updated version of Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, which we switched up to Sweet Caitlin Klein, my cards been declined, is taken off like wildfire. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, May 10th, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, May 11th, I'll be tagging along with Nikki Pepper and Sarah Van Velkenberg, the Soiled Doves, at Shiners in Lakeland, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Friday, May 12th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, May 13th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at GPI, a.k.a. Gosnell's Packer Inn, in beautiful Prairie Farm, Wisconsin, from 8 to 11 p.m. Guest this week. It's part one of three with popular Minnesota singer-songwriter Tim Mahoney. We discuss U2, Prince, Tim's new song with the guitarist from the band Boston, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Tim Mahoney, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, and um, it's not Mark Sterry, it's Mark Starry. You thought I, it was Starry. I, I know I did. <laughs> Let's just, it sounds more, I don't know, yeah, but I had it wrong since I've known you, which has been, uh, what? Ten years I know, Yeah, something like more that. More so, yeah, a long time. Yep. Um, yeah, half my family says starry and half says starry. Oh, they do? So, yeah, the old timers say, I don't know who switched it. My grandpa called, switched it to starry or something, so it doesn't really matter. Right. So, any different pronunciations of your name, Tim, or no? Um, when I, in uh, grade school, I got Mahoney Baloney. That, that really hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> Mahones. People call me Mahones. Mojo. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the nicknames people had. But I definitely say not many people call me Tim. Really? You know, they say Mahoney. Everyone you know? calls you Mahoney. Yeah. Yep. What's up, Mahoney? You know, I don't know. It's one of those things. Was there any trouble when the movie Police Academy came out and one of the main characters was Mahoney? No, they just thought it was me. Mahoney! told you once nobody screws with me well maybe you'll meet the right girl and all that'll change get out of here now or our relative you know what i mean Steve they're like Gutenberg was your relative yeah Mahoney? they're like oh my god was that you mahoney please get at me i'm like no that wasn't me and it turns out it actually is a pretty common name it, it's uh more common than i thought yeah, no, it's stuck with you, man. You, if anyone says Mahoney, they know exactly who you're talking about around here for sure. Um, so here we are at the Urban Bean in beautiful uptown Minneapolis here. And uh, it's a cool place, man. Very cool place. A friend of mine, Greg Martin, owns it. Is there a couple of them? Yeah, I like these, you know, these artsy coffee shops. Although I'm always wondering what are people doing? Like, are they studying? Or I know, are they writing books? Of, oh, my God. I have to take a side point here. Yes. That's my friend Jordan. What's he's up, a, Jordan? He's a professional wrestler. Okay. Jordan, how you doing, Good. buds? For up, I'm just on my okay. podcast. Good, Good. Good to see right. you. I'll see you on Tuesday, man. Okay. Good luck in your show this weekend. Jordan is a professional wrestler. Oh, awesome. 
Hello, Estonian Thunderfrog come to wrestling is fun. Estonian Thunderfrog come to wrestling is fun. Is over here? Yeah. It's not over there. Over here. He's funny. And he's got a show at, uh, uh, what's Wolebski's? Okay. Yeah, so he, he's the uh, uh, Thunder Frog, like in, up in First Avenue when they do uh, um, the Wrestlepalooza and all that sure. stuff. So he's one of the main guys out there. So I probably shouldn't mess with him then. I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, so Tim, I know we first got to know you opening for you at O'Gara's in St. Paul like 10 some years ago. Yep. And uh, so I was looking stuff you've been up to. How did your U2 thing go at O'Gara's at St. Pat's? Um, it went really well. Uh, this is something we do once a year, a cover thing of U2. I grew up with U2, probably the main band reason that I got to do music. Um, and we just didn't want to saturate, you know, and do it all the time. We just want to do it once a year. And uh, for me, it's just you'll see a grin on my face the whole time. It's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun. Um, we've m mostly done theaters. This time we did a bar, but uh, yeah, we just have fun with it. So every every around St. Pat's, we'll do it somewhere. So, what do you think are the highlight songs that folks look forward to you singing by you two? Well, I mean, me singing, I mean, of course, you, you do a U2 set, I mean, it's like they're all hits, but uh, probably songs like, I think, Bad, there's a song called Bad, which is originally off a record called Unforgettable Fire. Uh-huh. But um, that song is a, a staple of mine for years, and probably where the streets have no name. Yep. We always close with that, which is very typical of them too. But make you it pretty dramatic. Your modern stuff as well. Um, as how modern do we get? I think we got up to like we did do like a couple things on No Line on the Horizon, not all the way up, but a couple of the songs. Yep. Very cool. Um, what's your favorite YouTube record? Um, God, it's a tough. It'd be between Uncle Fire and Joshua Tree. Probably Joshua Tree as a whole. I mean, that one really changed everything for me. Yeah. Um, in Unforgettable Fire, educated me on Martin Luther King because the whole record's essentially about Martin Luther King. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. It, what was that live two. one they did? That was always my favorite. It had B.B. King on there. They did that, that Beatles cover song. So Rattle and Hum. That, and that was Rattle a and hum. movie also. I remember I was in high school and, you know, it didn't do that well. I went and watched it like eight times in a row. See you later, baby boys. Good seeing you. Yeah. Later, Jordan. <laughs> oh, Thunderfrog. Uh, oh, my God. That's funny. That's How many professional wrestlers do you know, Tim? Um, you must know some. I did meet um, Jesse Ventura when he was governor. Really? <laughs> yeah. What 
What did you think of him? I was at a charity event. Um, he was cool to me. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it was just a trip. I think, as all of us, it was a trip. He was our governor. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, yeah, you just remember watching him. Um, so... Just thinking of you two on the Rattle and Hum cover, the guy in the cowboy hat, is that Bono or is that Edge on the cover? That is, is it one guy shining a flash a light on the other guy. And it's it's a cool album cover. It's it's actually Bono flashing on the edge. It is. Yeah. It's a part in the movie where he grabs the light and he's doing these things with yeah. it and, you know. I always love the version of Helter Skelter on there. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and there's the quote from at the beginning he goes this is a song. What does he say? Um, this, this is song a song Charles Manson stole, stole from, from the, the Beatles. Beatles. We're stealing In it the back. back. That's some classic. Do you, uh, do you imitate that part in your YouTube show at O'Hare? Well, the funny thing, it's my general nature my, to, to try to go off in some of the songs and talk. And I got a little lecture from my bass player, Chad, who's kind of like my music director. And he, he's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't talk as much. And I go, because I just get so emotional, and I, and I really do get emotional about it. And we'll break the song down and, and you know, and... Ended up like Bono. I mean, you know, cause sometimes Bono does get critiqued for that because he'll break down on some political rant, right, in the middle uh -huh. of. But for me, it was more of an emotional rant. Um, so this last one, I was better. But the first one, I was like, you know, I broke down uh, with or without you, and it was like a 12-minute version. Really? You know, just because, uh, yeah, I was just talking about my childhood and what the songs meant and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. You've always picked out really cool covers to play in your sets over the years. And I'm trying to think of ones that stand out right now. Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing. Is that a classic Mahoney cover song? When I get that feeling, I want sexual healing, sexual healing. When I get that feeling, I want sexual Yeah, well, it, it really is from... A record called Tim Mahoney Live, which um, I didn't really plan on it being as popular, but it's like sold more copies times 40 of any other record. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect record by any means, it's just got energy. Um, but I'd say Sexual Healing and In Your Eyes, Peter Gabriel, In Your Eyes, became just a staple of, of your set. And also the way I did it, which uh, was really more of like a groove version. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I don't even do the whole song essentially. It's like I, I kind of take from it. Um, and it just became a staple. I always make a joke that those two songs helped pay my mortgage for some years because, <laughs> you know. Don't you do a cool version of a Westerberg song from the singles movie? Yeah, Waiting for Somebody. That's waiting a, for somebody. Yeah, I wasn't which, sure because he's got two that are similar on that soundtrack. Waiting yeah. for somebody or dyslexic heart. Right. 
And Westbury actually, you know, did the whole soundtrack for that, like uh, the music, Cameron Crowe movie. But um, yeah, just uh, I'm a huge Westerberg Replacements fan. That's one of my songwriters I look up to a, a lot. Absolutely. Talk about Minnesota music influence there. Have you ever got to meet that cat? Um, once, and I was, you know, you, I was. Uh, it was at um, Carl Mueller's, the the bass player who who had has died, um, his benefit concert, and my manager managed Soul Asylum, so um, I was just backstage very quickly, but <clears throat> he was you know very uh, I say Westerberg esque, but I don't know I was I was pretty starstruck I I'd probably be more starstruck in front of him than. I mean, any major star, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I just kind of went, hey, hey, Paul, this is Tim. He's another musician we have. And I, I shook his hand, and that was it. <laughs> I didn't even want to, I didn't know what to say. I don't know. What's some of his other material you like? Wow. That's, You're, do we have all day? <laughs> um, but, um, well, uh, start with replacements. I mean, there's just so many handfuls of songs of records that come to mind, but probably some of my favorite records are Tim and the other record, Pleased to Meet Me. Oh, yeah. Um, and then solo stuff, it's funny, even some of the latter stuff, solo, like this record called Folker or Grandpa Boy, it's just got these acoustic songs that um, are just so lyrically different and interesting. and. And you know, Westerberg we know is so anti-establishment, and that's, but, and that's fine. It's like you can tell it's like he doesn't care when he's writing it, but yet he's. I don't. That's why he's so I think respected from such famous people, um, because he's writes this great stuff, and whatever happens, happens with it. You know. It's um, awfully catchy, though. Most yeah. of the stuff has that just real pop catch, you know, sing-along kind of right. stuff. Yeah. Kind of like your stuff does. Yeah. Um, is there any other local musicians like him that have really had an influence on your songwriting or your, you know, musical style? Well, we talked about the suburbs. I mean, I grew up with the suburbs, listening to them. Um, we got to talk Chan into being on here, man. I'll get Chan. Call him right out on this. Yeah, because Hugo, I worship the suburbs. Yeah. My favorite bands of all time. Um, who else? Um, Are you a Prince guy? Isn't today the day, the anniversary of him passing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a massive Prince guy. Um, I'm not going to lie to you that, yeah, I had a moment yesterday. I, uh, I was raining and, uh. Yeah, I, I shed a few tears. I was driving through Uptown, and I don't know. I guess some news had just come out recently here about, you know, some of his death stuff. And, you know, there's going to be all these battles continuously happening. Because I know some of the inner circle. I know some of the bandmates. And, um, but, yeah, I just had a moment. I don't mean like we all had or a lot of people have where I was just listening to some of his songs and uh, I don't know I just lost it a little bit and I think one thing I remember I was saying about Prince is uh, 
you know, we always knew locally that he was a big musician and famous, but I don't know if we really knew he was that famous. You know, it's it's interesting because we still felt like it was like our guy, like it's Prince, it's our guy, you know, he's around. But, you know, it's like when he died and it was like global news and, and Paris, you know, lit up the Eiffel Tower purple. I mean, just insane stuff that this is like, that's that guy from Chanhassen. Like, I recorded my first record at Paisley Park, you know? Did you really? Yeah. And it's like, now it's a museum. I, I mean, that's just trippy to me, right? Um, you know, the good part of it, I guess, looking forward is there's just so much music. So, I mean, that's the benefit we're going to have is, you know, I guess what made me sad yesterday is I was singing about Minneapolis, and in a hundred years, like, that's what people are going to remember is Prince, I think, is really probably, I mean, just because of his fame, it's just yeah. so much bigger. Not that other Minnesota stuff didn't matter. It's just Prince was so global. So, you know, I don't know. Just one of those things. What would you say would be your favorite, like, Prince era or Prince track that kind of sums up your feelings towards his music or whatever? I'm going to say probably one of my favorite records. I mean, it's some obscure records, like Under the Cherry Moon, which is a movie. It had a song called Sometimes It Snows in April. That's probably one of my favorite Prince songs. That's uh, cool, man. Um, it's a real sad song. <laughs> it's probably not going to lift you up, but uh, it's extremely powerful. Um, I did do a version on piano I'm going to post today on Facebook of Purple Rain, just a solo version. That uh, that song always connected with me. Um, so, again, back to your record, Under the Cherry Moon. Um, I would say Sign of the Times is another record. Um, you know, he did this that version, Nothing Compares to, which, of course, his song. But he did this that version that's on this Greatest Hits that was um, live at Paisley. And they actually were just recording it, because Prince recorded every performance. And they didn't re even record it for release. And I just know this because I'm friends with Michael Bland, who was playing on it. And... It ended up releasing it, and it's just such a funky, soulful version. And then Brian Gallagher has also passed away recently. Sax player does an amazing, oh, he's amazing. solo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that version to me, which you know, yeah, that just blows me away. I would also say um, the song um, Pop Life. I just have always loved that. Um, yeah, just so many different sounds, you know. I covered on a cover record, I Can Never Take the Place Your Man, which is off a sign of the times. Okay. Um, Dude, you and, are a Prince nut. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, and then there's a song that... that no one can find right now it's um but it's called Minneapolis and it's go um and I've been looking for it I actually gotta I gotta put in a call to Bland and see if he can send it to me um that was a single years back 
Um, I'm just thinking of it right now. Anyways, but this is what my point is. is like, there's so much music. There's so much stuff, uh, you know, battles now. I mean, there's going to be debates and stuff coming out or leaking. I mean, probably for our lifetimes and more of Prince yeah. stuff, you know. And then you would just, like, whip out, like, these unusual covers that you'd never picture him doing. I remember on the record, Emancipation, which is, like, a three-disc uh -huh. set. And he did... Um, he did, um, what did he do? He did Bonnie Raitt's song, um, I Can't Make You Love Me. Yeah, You know, he did that song. one, and then he did, um, he did a cover of, um, what was the other song? Oh, What If God Was One Of Us. Did he uh, really? Joe and Osborne song. Wow. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. And then, and it's just, it's awesome. I mean, but just not a cover. You know, you never want... That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he'd whip out these random covers. Um, that's awesome, man. So... Um, speaking of other popular folks uh, around here, so I'd like to ask you about, for the end of this podcast a little bit, about this work you did with the guy from Boston, uh, Barry Goodrow. Yep. And the song Right By My Side. Yep. About uh, Brad Delp of Boston. Yep. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Deal? Yeah, I threw a guy named Mike Woodley um, uh, with a charity um, events that he puts on. Um, he'll bring in kind of these rock guys, uh, you know, from older bands like Foreigner. Um, I'm thinking Santana, and he brought in Barry Goodrow one time, and he actually asked me to open up. But then it ended up, they asked me to sing like six songs, Boston songs. And of course, that's tough right there. Uh, Brad Delp, an amazing singer. We actually had to drop it a full step. But it was very surreal because my brother, I was on a little on the young side, but my brother playing Boston records and growing up. I just met Barry and we kind of hit it off because I really asked a lot about Brad Delp. Brad Delp committed suicide in 2008. And... Um, we just hit it off, so I got his info, which again was kind of surreal. I remember getting the first seed valve, going, this is a guy from Boston, I don't know. I, and I kind of nurtured it for a year, and I just right away said, hey, let's write a song. And I did come up with a title right away, like kind of like Brad was always right by Barry. And Barry is Brad's brother-in-law. And basically through nurturing, um, we recorded the song. Um, he did all the guitars. And we've just been working at the past two months to radio across the country. Um, I'm not going to say it's like a top ten hit, but we've done a lot of big radio morning shows. Um, all the proceeds going to the Brad Delp Foundation. And um, it's a total homage. When you hear the beginning, it sounds like Boston, but then it kicks in with Mahoney's high voice. Um, and uh, it's got, you know, some... Some essence of some other '80s, you know, kind of rock songs, but it's—I think it's got a—it's a pretty punchy mix and it's a catchy song. But most importantly, it's remembering Brad, and it's—it's uh, it, it's just been a cool experience, kind of like another feather or another part of my career, like that's just really cool to say. You know, I did yeah. a song with a guy from Boston, and uh, I'm proud of it. It's on iTunes. And, Is it uh, under your name on iTunes, or how yep. do folks get a hold of it? Yeah, it's Tim Mahoney featuring Barry Goodrow. 
And uh, where'd you record it at? Uh, River Rock Studios with a guy named Eric Blomquist, um, uh, and Barry did a lot of his guitar parts. Of course, ironically, he lives in Boston, <laughs> which is sort of funny. People are like, where does he live? I'm like, Toy in Boston. But uh, again, just another really cool thing that I was able to be a part of. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yep. Hey, Tim, we're winding down on part one of the podcast. You mind sticking around for another part or two or whatever? Yep, sure. Let's do it. Okay, so every, every episode, I do a story behind the song segment. Gotcha. And so I got, so if we do end up doing two or three episodes, I got uh, someone's I want to ask you about. So what's this? Okay, take your 1995 record live, Tim Mahoney Live, the song Talk to Me. What's so that's, so that, that wasn't the live. 95 was the first studio record, which had Talk to Me originally on it. Okay, that's what and it was. And then Talk to Me came out the live version in 97 but that's 97. one that ended up more popular it was like on the radio a lot and stuff on the um, city's 97 sampler wasn't and it a sampler yep exactly so what's the story behind that song uh no question i wrote the lyrics from a movie called reality bites and it's a scene in the movie with ethan hawk and winona ryder and it's it started stemmed from the character um Ethan Hawke says, all I need is a pack of smokes and a few bucks, and I'm good. And basically, that's really how the story stemmed from there, is, is I changed it into all I really need is, you know, the, the simple things and just conversation, really. That's kind of how it happened. How long did it take? Because that's a huge song, a quintessential Tim Mahoney song. How long did that song take to catch on as big as it did? Well, well the, sol the first solo record, Cities, I remember did like a feature on it. But really, not until the live record. The live version, um, City started playing it, and then KQ started playing it, and then it was on a City sampler, um, and then other markets in the country started playing it. And it was the reason I think is if you listen to the live version, it's just got a lot of energy. Tons of energy. The, the, the ironic thing though is it is pretty long. It's about a seven-minute, six-minute song, which is pretty odd for radio. But um, where was it recorded live at? Well, that's an interesting part. Um, we, our the live record was something we said, let's do for the fans. Let's buy some booze. <laughs> let's invite only about 150 people into the studio, have live house speakers, but be recording it. And we did two sets identical. Well, the joke was, is that. Everybody just got shit canned. I mean, literally jacked. <laughs> and if you get to the part in the song where all the crowd says $5, okay, the truth is that's not really from that show. Because from that, that's actually from a caboose show that we bounced in there because <laughs> people were so jacked. The real version was like this. All I really need has heaven. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we can't use that. And, and I remember, you got to remember, this is before Pro Tools, you know, as much cutting and, t you know, so we had to work on taking from a totally different show and putting in this big crowd. And if you listen close, you can hear that it doesn't quite fit because, yeah, so... That is a spectacular story. Yeah. I had no idea. But you'll hear it, believe me, because you can tell the crowd is clapping, and it sounds like about 150 people, but when it gets to the $5, it sounds like about 1,000 people, which it is. And um, 
Yeah, it's pretty funny to this day. I just remember us listening back to tapes for like, I mean, remember people being so jacked, like we had jugs of wine and they were just carrying them around. And and, and this was, you know, maybe let's say the quintessential, you said Tim Moe back then, it was, you know, you, you were a party band and, and you, everybody had fun. And uh, we were trying to make a serious live record, but there's nothing really that serious about it, you know. Um, that's why we did the two sets identical, right? So we'd have at least two to pick from. Wow. So That is a spectacular story. Dude. Yeah. I'm glad I asked that for sure. Yeah. Mr. Tim Mahoney, thanks for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. It's a song called Talk to Me.
should be the one that lets you know when our time is right and it's moving slow. Perfect things make you crazy. You just give me a smoke to my coffee. All I really need is hey. That's all I really need is some. And all I really need is hey. And all I really need is for you, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Cause you can't talk to me yeah.